Absolutely. Yes. And that's, I, a lot of my clients are newer moms. And so they are finding that all of the things that they grew up seeing and having modeled for them and society telling them they should be a certain way, they are loving the fact that they get to choose what they model for their kids. And so it's impacting the next generation in that regard too. So it's, yeah, I'm, like I said, when I saw this, I was like, yes, I want to do this. (laughs) That's beautiful. Welcome to the True Elegance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bumia Kikube, also known as Dr. B. Through solo episodes and guest sessions, we delve into the timeless qualities of style, grace, and sophistication and uncover what makes you truly elegant. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on this empowering journey of becoming truly elegant. All right. Hello, Elegant Tribe. Um, Welcome to another episode of the True Elegance podcast. Today, I have with me an amazing woman who helps women transform their tired mom board into their fit and strong mom. Welcome with me, Mackenzie. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited for our conversation today. Beautiful. So like we chatted before this, you know, basically the True Elegance podcast is about talking beyond the fashion and glam and beauty that elegance is known for, but looking more in the inward and there's so many aspects of self-confidence, self-esteem that really makes us who we are and brings out the inner beauty that we then see on the outside when someone like you shows up super hydrated and fit and ready to go. (laughs) You know, it's not that you just woke up like that. You've done a lot of work to get to where you are. So I'm going to open it up by asking you um, to share with us what true elegance means to you. Yeah, true elegance to me means being able to show up in the world as you see yourself. So a lot of times I find women have a disconnect between what, how they feel inside and the image or the appearance that they are portraying. And I think true elegance is bringing both of those together so that they are the same, so that you are showing up authentically as you want to appear both physically and in terms of your energy that you present to people. I think having those two things be in alignment is really what it's all about. And I get the privilege of helping women do that in my realm via fitness and health coaching. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, And how long have you been on this journey of helping women do this? So I have had my business, which is called Running With Bacon, which is kind of a a laughing, you know, everybody's like, why'd you name your business that? But um, it's just, it's, I think it should be fun. I think healthy and taking care of ourselves, self-care, all of the things that we do for our best selves, I think it can be fun. So I have had my company for just over three years, but prior to that, I actually was a strength and conditioning coach at a university of Missouri, where I helped athletes train to be in their tip top shape. And even before that, I went to college for this. I knew I wanted to do something with athletics or fitness and that type of thing. Uh, But I, I hadn't quite figured it out until the opportunity came for me to start my own business and I have been loving every minute of it. 
<laughs> I'm loving it too. Well, <laughs> I want to dive deeper into that name, Running with Bacon. How did that come about? <laughs> like, do you just have bacon in your mouth and you're running or you have a bowl of bacon before you set up? Yeah. So I am a foodie at heart. I talk, I joke about having my inner fat kid. Um, <laughs> and so I am a, I love food and I love eating. It it's so good and it's cultural, it's emotional. There's so much good stuff about food, uh, but I also see the value in paying attention to what I eat and what I put in my body and how I fuel my body and how that food makes me feel. And then I also have grown to love running. I used to hate it growing up. I despised running, even being a soccer player. Anytime it was time to get in shape and do conditioning, hated it. But I have since grown to love it because it's become my of a form of therapy, almost, uh, being outside is almost spiritual, just reconnecting with nature and having that little bit of me time to get out of my head. I can put a podcast in or music and just jam and run, and I can kind of forget about things. And I, how I find that when I do that, it helps me be a better version of me. It helps me not just be nicer to people around me. It's a stress reliever, but it also helps me be more creative and kind of think of things in a different way when I'm able to have that outlet. And so I took both my love for food, which is very health related, and then also my newfound love for running and combined them. And, you know, everything's better with bacon, even getting healthy. So I was like, <laughs> running with bacon, it just makes sense. <laughs> That's amazing. And how long have you been on this journey? Yeah. So, uh, just over three years I've had my company, but then, you know, like I said, I was, I was coaching long before that. And I think I, I was able to take my previous coaching experience. And while I know the science behind, you know, fitness and strength and getting in shape and things like that, it's really knowing people that makes coaching so fulfilling, but also equally as challenging because every person's different. Every person right you know, has things that motivate them or that are kind of their sticking points. So it's really interesting to me figuring that out and helping women really bring out their, their true elegance for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Beautiful. Um, so in your world, what are top three tips for true elegance? Um, relating to your journey and what you've been doing, helping women? Yeah. So I would say my number one thing that I help women establish is healthy habits. And I think we have been kind of brainwashed by the fitness industry uh, for what a workout or what healthy habits should look like. And so my number one thing would be to kind of throw that out the window and break things down, make it simpler. We, you know, women, we tend to overthink and overcomplicate things and we can break it down. And if you are in your pajamas or, you know, you look like a hot mess, you can do it right at home. It doesn't matter if, if you can break those healthy habits down into really small things and do them consistently, that's going to be more impactful than hitting the gym for, an hour once a month, you know, when you get the motivation and the time and, and all the stars align perfectly that you can actually get to the gym. So throwing out our 
our perception of what a workout should look like. If we can just do the small, healthy habits consistently, I think that that those results will spur the motivation and the confidence to keep going. So I think that would be my number one thing is, is do smaller, healthy habits more consistently. And then my second one would be it's similar or, or in the same vein is if you're moving your body, it counts. And I get my clients, they're like, but coach Mac, I, you know, I don't have time for a run. I'm playing with the kids. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm like, well, what do you do when you play with the kids? And they're like, well, we're outside. I'm, you know, playing with them, running around with them, chasing them on their bikes, all this. And I'm like, you are exercising. Like you are, you're doing stuff. You're not giving yourself enough credit. So I was like, if that's, you know, you're playing outside with the kids for 20 minutes, count that as a 20 minute workout and stop beating yourself up over not getting to the gym. So whether it's house chores or gardening, dancing with your kids in the kitchen, like whatever it is, if you're moving your body, it counts because most of us, if we can just work that movement into our lives in littler ways, again, back to the small habits, then that those type of things, they add up really big. And we start feeling really good about our bodies when we see how much we're actually moving. So if we can give ourselves a little bit more credit, I think we would all do ourselves a lot more justice in that regard. Um, and then my, yeah, thank you. And then my third thing, man, those are my two big ones. My third thing honestly would, it sounds kind of cliche and kind of corny, but I said it earlier about it should be fun. You know, people tend to dread their workouts and it, they, it's, they have to drag themselves to the gym. I think if you find something you like to do, just keep doing it and have fun with it. And so if you can do those three things consistently, I think you will see huge results and huge changes over time that just keep compounding into confidence and valuing yourself more than you really, than, than you think you should like give yourself some credit because you're doing it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I like that. You know, um, sometimes we think big about big things, like sometimes, okay, if I can't get out and run two miles, then forget it. Or if I missed it today, then okay, I'm done for the week. But those baby steps do count. Um, I love the part about running after kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's amazing because sometimes in the morning, by the time I'm doing, done doing my rounds, like walking someone to the school bus, making sure this person is ready, fixing breakfast, packing lunch. Um, I see that I already took about 2000 steps and I'm like, Whoa, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. But again, yeah. we don't give ourselves credit for it. So sometimes it just helps that, you know, having a little bit of a reminder, like you did all that stuff today. Good job. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I believe um, having accountability or some form of community also counts. Is that what you've observed as well? Yes. I find a lot of women because we see other women who look so put together and like they are just crushing it in life. And, you know, they are, they're like, oh, why can't, you know, she does this and this and that and this, and it looks so easy and effortless. And so then we look inside and we feel like we're so alone in our struggle. And especially with health related things where we tend to be more sensitive about sharing our health related struggles, because it's something that we feel like we should have together for some reason. Like we should know, even though in schools, I mean, we we're not taught how to really feed ourselves properly and how to exercise correctly and things like that. So it's something that if you can get away from feeling alone and feeling like you have to do it by yourself, 
opening yourself up to that community can be a massive game changer in just when you're in the struggle of it and someone else says, I've been there, but you can do this. I've been there, but you can get to the other side of this. It can make all the difference in getting it done and continuing the habits and being consistent. Definitely. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, have you gone through an experience at some point that maybe took a hit on your self-worth, self-esteem at any point in life? If yes, how did you overcome it? So I think the, yes, um, I, I think we all have it in some way, shape or form, but I think my most impactful one. So I grew up in my, most of my family has been overweight obese my whole life. I actually even grew up. I used to wear Husky clothes. Those aren't even a thing anymore, but I used to have to shop in the Husky section. So just things like that really shape you in terms of figuring out, like I wasn't wearing the same clothes as girls my age. And it was like, you know, I have to go to a whole different section and it's like, well, my body isn't, this isn't how it's supposed to look. And so I think in that helped shape me in terms of not necessarily making me feel like I need to be some certain type of ideal or some, some look some way that everyone else thinks I should look, but it really made me determine, okay, even in these Husky clothes, cause I was a little tomboy. So I didn't necessarily mind. I was running, I was playing sports. I, you know, I wasn't chasing boys. I was chasing soccer balls. So, uh, but it, it had me think about and gain the confidence in those Husky clothes and in what I was doing that if I feel my best, it doesn't necessarily matter how I look. And I mean, sure enough, after puberty, I, you know, weight shifted and I'm not in the Husky section anymore, but I also, I learned how to take care of myself so that I feel my best. And typically when I am feeling my best, I also look my best and I show up my best. So learning how to take care of myself was something that actually came out of, you know, growing up with a family that revolved around food and revolved around there's never a you know never a shortage of anything any food anything like that it was there was always like oh you're looking skinny you know you need to eat more that type of thing so um I think yeah it just that experience that upbringing helped shape me to figure out what makes me feel my best Thanks for sharing that. And I love that statement you made, you know, if I feel my best, then I can look my best. And, you know, it just ties into what this podcast is all about, you know, the true elegance that comes from the inside. So looking at ways in which we can feel better about ourselves so that we can show up confidently on the outside in whichever way we are, whether dressed up in pink like me or wearing your sweatshirts and gym clothes or whatever but you know it really radiates on the outside and thank you for sharing that it's been amazing hanging out with you today we keep it short and sweet I <laughs> know uh, I like it yes it has it's been great <laughs> yeah but I'd like to open it up for you if you have any closing statements and also share with our audience how they can stay connected with you beyond today yeah so closing statements I think would just be like I mentioned, when you take really good care of yourself, you start seeing little ways more and more like little, little ways to be grateful of things about yourself rather than being finding things wrong with yourself. You find 
like, oh, I can lift that bigger dumbbell. I can run a little bit farther or a little bit faster. And those type of things just keep building the confidence and the momentum to carry you through and continue those healthy habits. So keep looking for the little things and, um, your results are coming. You'll, you'll get to the, where you feel your best. You're taking the best care of yourself. So keep going. Um, and then if you want to stay connected with me, you can find me. My website is runningwithbacon.com and I am Instagram is my preferred platform where I have all the fun. So I am at running with bacon on Instagram. Well, thank you so much, Mackenzie. Thank we'll you for having me. For the little things that make us truly elegant improve yes. our self-worth and confidence and we'll be sure to stay connected with you sounds great thank you so much for having me thank you be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to be notified of every new episode leave a review and share this podcast with that elegant lady in your life this is a space where we can come together to empower and inspire each other and leave feeling elevated and enlightened. See you in the next episode.